My name is Caroline, and um, what I'm going to talk about today is oil and security, or more specifically, how our oil addiction affects our security, and how through a combination of education and alternative energy, we can make our country safer. So here's a map of oil distribution um, throughout the world, from um, where, it, where it's drilled in the well to where it ends up. And as you can see, a lot of the arrows end up at the United States, indicating that the United States is a major consumer of oil. So where does our oil come from? These are the top five countries that the United States imports its oil from. We have Canada, Mexico, Venezuela, Nigeria, and Saudi Arabia. And each barrel on the screen right now represents one million barrels of oil that we import from each of those countries every day. So we have Mexico and Canada, and we're on pretty good relationships with them diplomatically. But um, Venezuela, Nigeria, and Saudi Arabia, uh, not so much. Um, so let's look at those three countries we have poor diplomatic relationships with and two other countries that are major producers of oil, Russia and Iran. To look at these countries, we're going to use an organization called Freedom House. It's independent, nonprofit, and it evaluates countries' freedom based on a few ca categories. Um, their citizens' access to free and fair elections, um, freedom of speech, freedom to assemble, freedom of religion, um, equal economic opportunity, and their access to a fair uh, legal system. So first, we're going to start out with Venezuela. Now, um, when oil was $20 a barrel, Venezuela earned the top freedom rating from Freedom House. When oil was $60 a barrel, Venezuela earned the bottom freedom rating from Freedom House. Next, we have Iran. When oil was $20 a barrel, Iran elected this guy named Khomeini, who called for a dialogue of world nations. When oil was $60 a barrel, they elected this guy named Ahmadinejad, who says that the Holocaust is a myth. Um, Nigeria. When oil was $15 a barrel, Nigeria earned a 6 out of 7 rating from the Freedom House. When, now that oil's $85 a barrel, Nigeria has a 3 out of 7 rating from the Freedom House. Russia, when oil was $15 a barrel, Russia earned a 5 out of 7 rating. $2, wait, $85 a barrel, Russia earned a 2 out of 7 rating from the Freedom House. And Saudi Arabia is kind of the exception here. They've never earned a good rating from Freedom House. Okay, before I continue, I want you all to remember that that one barrel of oil up on the screen actually represents one million barrels of oil that the United States imports from that country every day. That's 365 barrels of oil a year, or $30 billion. So something interesting happens in Saudi Arabia, um, as outlined by the book Three Cups of Tea by Greg Mortensen. And that's that all that oil money going to Saudi Arabia is going to Pakistan to build schools. Now, schools in Pakistan are a great idea, because Pakistan has a horrible, almost non-existent public education system. So, you know, Schools in Pakistan are very good, and a lot of them provide free food, free education, and free housing. And for the average child in Pakistan, a free education is the only way out of their poverty. Um, the problem is that some of these schools teach very extremist, militant thoughts and um, are recruiting grounds for terrorist organizations. And the same, um, 
tie-in between extremism and poor education also occurs in Nigeria and Iran. So we have the problem with terrorism. What do we do? We can increase airport security. We can send more troops to the Middle East. Or we can build schools. And that's what the author of that book I was telling you about, Three Cups of Tea, has done. He's gone into Pakistan, built schools with his foundation, the Central Asia Institute, that give students food, free education, free housing, exactly what the terrorist organizations do, um, or the schools that teach um, extremist thoughts do. And they've educated more than 51,000 um, students in the Middle East, and uh, most of them women, which is a key difference between them and the extremist schools. And um, with the Central Asia Institute, he, they're effectively out-educating the terrorists. So if there's such a problem with importing oil from foreign sources, why don't we just drill domestic oil? There are two places that if we wanted to rely on domestic oil, we would drill at. That's the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge and off the Atlantic coast. Each of these places contains about seven to eight billion barrels of oil, which sounds like a lot of oil. So, you know, let's go ahead, let's drill, baby, drill. So, as of November 2010, we would, if we were to rely on those two sources of oil, um, at our current rate of consumption, as of we get through the end of 2010, yay, worth the new year, um, we get through the end of 2011, then we get to the end of 2012 and we'd have to start importing oil from foreign sources all over again. So to sum it all up, we have this thing called human-made climate change. It doesn't matter where you are on the debate. It can either be false or it can be true. Then we have what you can do about it. We have column A for action and column B for inaction. Action meaning alternative energy sources and um, out-educating the terrorists. So say human-made climate change is false and we take action anyway. We'll send no money to unstable countries. We'll have a secure, safe America. And in general, everybody's happy. Say human-made climate change is true and we take action. There's no petrodictators. We have a secure, safe America. And there's limited global warming. So everybody's happy again. If human-made climate change is false and we take inaction, We'll still have no money for unstable countries. Uh, oh, sorry. We'll still send money to unstable countries. Um, we'll still have terrorism. We'll have limited freedom. And we'll still be addicted to oil. But say human-made climate change is true, and we take inaction, there is a catastrophe. We have economic problems, petrodictators, terrorists, environmental problems, limited freedom, limited resources, famine, and drought. Personally, we have the two columns. I like the column with the happy faces. Remember that the A column stands for alternative energy in schools. And personally, I think that alternative energy in schools are much better than terrorists. Thank you.